fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final Fullback Dive brought to you by the good people at the Roto Street Journal. That's right. It's Fantasy Football uh, Fullback Dive. We're paving your way to fantasy glory. Acting as your lead blocker to fantasy excellence and making all your football-related fantasies come true. I'm your host, Nat the Truth Jones. With me, as always, the wolf of Roto Street himself, which might not seem like a, that big a deal usually, except it's been over a week since the two of us have done this together. Uh, last Sunday, the wolf uh, was on the bender of all benders, from what I understand. And uh, Thursday, I had something family-related, much more wholesome than what the wolf yeah. had come up. Come up. So, uh, you know, but this is it. We're clicking. I, I did it last uh, week with CJ. The wolf, I think, went solo on Thursday. But here we are. We're together. We're trying to be done by kickoff. We got an actually surprisingly good Sunday night game coming up that we're both pretty excited about. Wolf, how you doing? I'm doing great. I know. Yeah. Your excuse for missing Thursday, a whole lot more viable than my playing the red zone drinking game. <laughs> Not quite the excuse, but man, it was a fun one last Sunday, but I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm excited to know I won't be just a complete and utter bag of dirt tomorrow. That's always a nice feeling when you're an adult. Uh, but yeah, we got a great game. And I think that's where we got to start just because I know some of you coming in here might have some questions about tonight. So I want to just preview it real quick. Uh, give you any news and notes and potential stashes before the game. Prefacing it by saying as well, if you do have a set start tonight, please do consider giving us that super chat so we can kind of cut the news and ultimately jump right into your question. I know a few of you might have some, but maybe this preview will answer it anyways if you don't have uh, the means for a super chat or any of that nature. But a free way to support us as we dive into this. Tenny, you just right off the cuff. Love to see you. That thumbs up button early does get us out to more people. It's so greatly appreciated. If you're here live or for the replay, please do consider hitting that if you like what you hear. But talking about Sunday Night Football right now, Real quick news for you, Truth, is Gerald Everett is inactive. It seemed like it was trending that way once he was downgraded to questionable on Saturday. He is out. If you are pure desperation right now, scrambling because you have no Everett, I think Trey McBride, the backup for Zach Ertz, uh, the number one athletic tight end coming into this year, the first tight end drafted in the rookie class. We do know it typically takes rookies a long time to get cooking, but he has every opportunity. He played all but one snap, Trey McBride did, once Ertz was out. And he's a, an athletic freak for his size, a size-speed demon. So a guy that I don't have a ton of faith in, even though he played all those snaps, 55 of 56, he only had one target in that time. But now that he's had some time to get schemed, know he's the number one guy going in. I think Trey McBride, definitely if you need someone to fill in forever, but just in general, a nice stash right now if you have that bench space. Like I've been having Jalen Warren on my bench all year, hand the injury today, cutting his ass, don't need him. You don't need a tight end, though. Another interesting stash ahead of tonight is the Kansas City defense. I have it pulled up right here on my phone, but their rest of season schedule, week 12, the Rams, most points allowed to defenses. Cincinnati, week 13, not a great matchup, but then after that, Denver, sixth most points. Houston, ninth most points. Seattle, not a great matchup in week 16, but then Denver again in week 17. So a great schedule here for your fantasy defense if you want to go and stash the Chiefs out there in over half of leagues. Um, also tonight, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are playing Truth, would you go to either of these guys? Do you trust your Chiefs receivers tonight? I mean, not My Chiefs. Chiefs receivers or Chargers receivers? Your Chargers receivers, yes. It's very – I trust them as talents. It's very, very hard for me to see them blowing up, and if someone blows up, it's hard for me to predict who. Like, I, I hate situations like this. What do you think? 
So the only nugget that might help us sift through it is Keenan Allen's expected to be on a pitch count. And I he's always sketchy when he's on pitch counts and could flare up early. If it was one or the other, like tonight for showdown, for example, in DraftKings, I definitely prefer Mike Williams. The report was he's expected to play his full complement of snaps. He's more likely to be fully healthy at this point. So I have no problem if you waited out for Mike Williams at this point. Obviously, you're firing up. You're not putting in Josh Palmer on speculations. And same idea with Keenan Allen, even with the pitch count. If you waited out for Keenan Allen, are you really going to pivot to like Marquez Valdez scantling? No, point? no. Look, I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming I would run these guys if I had them because I'm just assuming that the options that I would have instead are not as good. I just don't feel great about either. But yeah, if I've got one against like generic replacements, receiver A or B, I'm certainly rolling them out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so ultimately, just I think you guys are playing those guys. The only question I could see coming up about that is, do you play either Chargers guys or Kadarius Tony? And I want to reemphasize, I'm all in on Kadarius Tony. Like I absolutely love this guy. On only 44% of the snaps, he put up 17 points last week. I think he becomes an 80% snap guy with no McCole Hardman for the next four weeks and no Juju at least tonight. I think this is the Hardman like welcome party. Obviously, last week was like opening the door, getting in there. But I think this is the week we see Hardman just light it up on 80% of the snaps. So if he's somehow out there in your league, he's 75% Rosh at this point, he's going to be the blow-up guy. It's him, Christian Watson, or Traylon Burks. I said it today's show with CJ. Those are the three guys that have the best shot at being that random receiver that just blows up down your stretch. To me, Tony's my personal favorite. Although we've seen Watson do it two weeks in a row. I just like the guy tied to Pat Mahomes. I do think he is the best receiver, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Pretty easy bet to make in that sense. But also only Travis Kelsey in terms of who I could see being above him in the target share if and when he finally takes over as a full-time player. He is a freak. I don't know if you saw that clip, Truth, about uh, Travis Kelsey when he was like, how did the Giants let Kadarius Tony get to us? Like He has been so impressed. Andy Reid saying like the, he'll blow your mind with what he does in practice right now. So I am just st- so excited to see what he does tonight likely as a full-time player. Love him. The only other two stashes really quick to shout out would be Jarek McKinnon, 16% rostered right now. I think he could get a big uptick in pass catching work tonight. And in general, the snap leader of this backfield, only four snaps last week for CEH. So a clear path for McKinnon, high, high floor, but low ceiling, like eight to nine points type of guy. Meh, but still, you know, worth being out there if you have bench trash to cut. And then last would be Sky Moore. He's been nothing all year, but again, if he's ever going to be something with all these injuries at the receiving core, maybe we see him play 50% of the snaps tonight. He is a really good athlete. He was a great college weapon. So maybe, just maybe, everything's opened up for him. But that's what I got for a preview. Uh, who are you picking tonight to win, though, if you had to go? It's uh, over-under 42.5 total. Pretty big over-under. You love to see that for Sunday Night Football. And then the spreads, Kansas City, minus 5.5. Who are you picking over-under? I know we always do this on well, Thursday. Money line, I'm absolutely going – uh, Chiefs, yes. which, but uh, you know what? I'm going Chiefs, even giving up the points. And you know what? I'm going to go fun for a change. I'm going to go Chiefs, giving up the points and the over. Okay. I mean, with all these weapons back for the Chargers, I like it too. I like taking that over. I'm with you too. I think the Chiefs win by at least a touchdown tonight. But the Chargers late, kind of keep it fun, put up some points of their own. They are desperate at this point. They're still in the playoff hunt, but def- desperate. They just to don't win. look that good, though. They don't. But it's it'll be interesting to see what they do look like with both their main receivers back, right. uh, particularly if Keenan Allen looks healthy. We will see. But let us know, guys. We do see 15-ish questions already in there. We'll see if any of them matter for tonight. Please, again, remind you that a super chat would be, one, very appreciated, but two, if you have a sit-start, I would highly doubt we're going to get to those. 
ahead of kickoff. So let us know. Never know. That. Maybe we will. We're going to go efficient right now. We're going to go efficient, starting with our studs of the week. All right. Studs really of the week. weird week to pick. It was a weird-ass like, week, right? I mean, yeah. you know, I kind of – my impression was it was a weird week, and then you validated my impression when you uh, sent this graphic over, basically saying <laughs> highest scores of the week so far. Now, this is before the 4 o'clock games completion, but Amari Cooper – Jacoby Brissett, Daniel Jones, Jamal Williams. I guess that one's kind of par for the course these days. Derrick Henry, Jalen Hurts, uh, Justin Fields. I believe Hurts, yeah. I mean, so it was not your everyday guys. Now, Devontae Adams ended with seven catches for a buck 41 and two scores on 13 targets. Um, you know, he's just, I don't want to say quietly, but he's kind of snuck up and is having just another great year. Um, T- Tony Pollard, obviously, the big game. And then, I, as I pointed out just when we went on the air, um, Joe Burrow, 355 yards, four touchdowns. So obviously he's our certainly our best quarterback of the week, but I'd probably lean towards Adams as far as stud of the week. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he just keeps on keeping on, which is crazy, but Pat per, per se, Pat Sertain draped all over him. That You got to kind of be skeptical today with that coverage on him. Man, he just blew him out of the water, getting wide open time and time again, making Derek Carr somewhat valuable. So yeah, I think he's probably it. The one thing, though, Tony Pollard, I mean, Zeke still had a pretty good day, two touchdowns, and yet Pollard, with his role reportedly going to be elevated ahead of the game, it sure was. 15 carries, racking up 80 yards on the ground, but the big thing was six targets, hauls in all six for 109 yards, two touchdowns. What a day for Tony Pollard. Great to see him live on even with Zeke back, and Zeke actually doing pretty well. It does look like it's officially the Tony Pollard show in this backfield, so for me – we already knew Adams was a stud. Just kind of confirming Tony Pollard will continue to be a potential fantasy monster. I'm going to give him the honors. I'm going to give Tony Pollard the stud of the week. What did, didn't Heg say in the uh, RSJ group chat that Pollard was the lock of the week, 53 and a half yards over? Yep. Yep. He came on the uh, the show earlier this morning and kept hammering Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard. So we got to shout out Heggs there. Definitely okay. knew it. I was going to be the guy. But, yeah, big fan of Tony Pollard, what he did. Um all those guys were great performances, especially Mario Cooper on the road, too. Good to see him thrive. But I, I'm going Pollard. You go, Adams. Not all right. A right. <laughs> couple terrible performances this week, all from running backs. Damian Pierce, 10 rushes for eight yards. Oh. Wow. Saquon Barkley, 15 rushes for 22 yards, adding two catches for 13. Uh, the Giants Ooh. looked like who I thought they would be at the beginning of the season today, yeah. by the way. Uh, Nick Chubb rushed 14 times for 19 yards. He did have three catches for 48 <laughs> But wow, I mean, uh, you know, these are three pretty damn good, pretty reliable running backs, and they all just were absolute uh, turd sandwiches today. <laughs> Combined 41 yards on 29 carries for Barkley yeah. and Chubb, two of the top five running backs in fantasy so far this year. Man, and if you were to add Damian Pierce to the top, you would be adding eight yards. <laughs> yeah, on so 39 carries, right, exactly, on 39 carries. Oh, my God, just an absolutely terrible week. In general, I feel like this is one of those weeks where it's like you just hope you didn't underperform worse than your opponent. Like you, your team probably didn't do good. You're just hoping your opponent was somehow worse than you at this point, or maybe just maybe you got lucky and started Pollard or had Adams this week. Uh, but man, it was an ugly, ugly week. We'll see how it shakes out again with a lot of fireworks tonight potentially left to go off and some players, you know, McCaffrey on Monday Night Football. But yeah, it's been a hideous week. Let's drop into the stats that do pop from this gross ass week, starting with quarterbacks Justin Fields. 
one of the top three quarterbacks again this week. Not quite the 40 points we've been accustomed to, but 150 yards, three yards, and one touchdown, 14 to 21. Nice passing day for him. Also, as always, 85 yards on his 18 carries and a touchdown. So not 160 yards on the ground, but man, still a very solid day for Justin Fields. Pretty Did good. get hurt though. So we're going to talk about him in injuries. Unfortunately, had a shoulder injury that he had to get carted off for. I have no idea why he had to get carted for a shoulder injury. We'll talk about that a little bit later when we get to injuries. So, monitor that. Uh, Dak, Dak Prescott, great completion percentage, 22 at 25. That, by the way, is stuck in my head. That's the same completion percentage Phil Sims had in the Super Bowl, uh, like Super Bowl 20 or something. Oh, really? Like, pretty <laughs> awesome. Yes, he did 22 at 25, 276 okay. yards, three touchdowns against the Cowboys, who got curb stomped. Uh, they curb stomped the Vikings. That's all. Yeah, they really that. did. The Cowboys did. And that's actually three straight 20 plus days from Dak since the bye. He's looking right back into that locked in top five quarterback rest of the season. Weirdly, it was like the day for the shitty QB. So if you had a guy on by and you had to toss something in there, there's a decent chance you had a good one. Whether it was Jacoby Brissett going 324 and three touchdowns, whether it was Daniel Jones season high by a mile, 341, did have two interceptions, but also ran for 50 and a touchdown. His new nickname, I love it. Uh, Wandale Robinson, no, Barkley calls him uh, Vanilla Vic. I love, I love the uh, new nickname for Danny Jones. Did get it done on the ground with that score. And Andy Dalton, the red rifle, everybody clamoring for his benching, me included. He gives us all the middle finger, going for 260 and three scores against the Rams today. So three shitty quarterbacks dominating, all outscoring in the negative. Uh, Josh Allen and Jared Goff. Uh, Goff, maybe not a huge surprise, but Allen certainly is. 18 yeah. of 27 for a buck 97 and a touchdown. The Bills did manage to win 31-23, although they didn't make you feel like all warm and fuzzy when they were doing it. Uh, they did win against the Browns in a pretty ugly game, whereas Goff, 17 for 26, 165 yeah. yards, 31-18 uh, destruction of the Jags. Is that right? Uh, no, not I the I thought Jags. it was the Giants. It was the Giants. Yeah, that was a typo. Okay. My bad. Uh, but so yeah, bad. you'd think with 31 points, Goff would be doing a whole lot more. But stunner to see Josh Allen back on turf. I was so excited for this one. 12 fantasy points. I mean, I, I was facing him in multiple leagues, so you know, count my blessings there. But still, yeah, shockingly bad game. For the running backs, David Montgomery with no Khalil Herbert. Definitely one of the stories of today. 17 carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, playing 55 of 69 snaps. So a near every down play. We got at least three more games of this couple more soft matchups mixed in there. Yeah, Tristan Ebner, backup, ran a few routes, did absolutely jack shit with them. So Montgomery workhorse show moving forward here. Bell cow mode under Jeff Saturday, well underway for Jonathan Taylor. 22 carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown in a game that the Colts uh, probably should have won against the Eagles, to be honest. Yeah. Lost late in the game on a Jalen Hurts touchdown run. 22 carries. I mean, the yards per carry is not great, but Saturday is definitely – Sending a message, I'm just going to hand this guy the ball an awful lot and see what happens. You love to see it, firing up the line, just getting these guys moving downhill. They've really looked like the top five line people have expected since Saturday took over. Maybe not the idiotic hire many expected, despite not getting the win. They did play the Eagles real tough. Been fine. 40, 49 to 65 snaps for Taylor. You love to see these snap shares, especially with Deion Jackson back. He still dominated the work. For the Bills, a good day for the ground. We mentioned Josh Allen was a dud. That's because Devin Singletary, 18 carries, 86 yards, and a touchdown, did dominate the workload while the game was close. But wrapping up the cleanup action, James Cook actually looked real damn solid too. 11 carries, 86 yards, definitely cementing himself. as a, I know a lot of people cutting this guy. A really nice talent that if something happens to Singletary, he has every bit of stretch run hero upside too. So he should be added to our waiver wire articles for sure. I'm going to move him down there. But yeah, really big game for James, James Cook 
in the cleanup duty with 86 yards. Looking pretty good. Antonio Gibson, pretty good. 18 rushes, 72 yards in the Commanders' Week 11 win over the absolutely terrible Texans. I got to say, they, you know, for a while we weren't sure who the worst team in the NFL was. I think we're all pretty sure who it is now. Uh, he did also have three catches for 31 yards. Um, he did outsnap Brian Robinson two to one. Yeah, so he played uh, quite good. Quite, yeah, he, as you mentioned, the uh, snap share was the big thing. That was pretty shocking in a positive game script. Seen 46 snaps compared to just 23 for Robinson, and really outproducing him both as a rusher and a receiver today. Uh, it seems like Robinson is trending towards that cuttable. If he can't get it done against the Texans and I, we have him a negative, but might as well just cross him out. Now 15 carries 57 yards. Like you can't do damage against the Texans. He's looked every bit of a plotter all year and rightfully so the guy got shot. I, I don't want to downplay how crazy it is that he's even playing, but it, it, whether it's the, he just wasn't that explosive anyways, or he's just consistently dinged up from that tough day there. Pat's running backs. We got a little bit of intrigue here with Damien Harris actually getting the start and looking pretty good. Eight carries 65 yards and adding two catches for 28 yards. The thing you want to make note of, though, is he only played 15 snaps. He yeah. heard to 49 for Ramondre. And Ramondre still had a decent day. 15 carries, 26 was gross. Ah, that's terrible. That, that's bad. But six catches on six targets, 56 yards, remaining that kind of James White heavy role here. It's definitely dominating the snaps. And, yeah, Harris looked good, so that's a little bit of a concern. Maybe they do tilt this closer to a, a 60-40. But right now it's still 75-25 or even more for Ramondre. So despite the underlying eh numbers, Ramondre was still near every down back. Harris just looked pretty damn solid today. Yeah, he definitely ate up most of the snaps. It's tough to just completely ignore one and a half yards of carry to over eight yards of carry. Yeah. Like that's a right. pretty huge discrepancy. Which, it was. Um, anyway, moving on, Jamal Williams rounding up the positive guys, 17 rushes for 64 Ooh. yards. That's like three and a half yards of carry. It's not that great. He did score three times because three. that's what he does. Exactly. Um, He's leading the NFL right now with 12 touchdowns. Oh my God. What a stud. And even more so for him as a riser, DeAndre Swift, just five carries did score 20. I have 20 yards and scored a touchdown. That's kind of what he does is absolutely nothing but a touchdown. The real concern here, though, is he had five carries. Justin Jackson had nine for 66, outproduced him, and outsnapped him at this point. I don't know what's going on with Swift. He didn't have these touchdowns. He would be absolutely abysmal these last two weeks, and it's going to happen. It's kind of like CEH, where he's booing his value with a touchdown every now and again every week. That's going to fall out at some point. I I wish Swift could go anywhere else because I do love this guy as a talent, but, man, what a faller there uh, for sure. Uh, moving forward to what we left off, our, we started with the negatives. We already mentioned Damian Pierce, Saquon Barkley, but Donta Foreman, 11 carries, 24 yards. We cautioned you guys to probably bench them today, uh, given that it was a likely negative script, and that came to fruition with Chuba Hubbard out uh, snapping him 23 to 22. Both saw 11 carries, but also Raheem Blackshear saw 11 routes. Uh, so it was just gross uh, in that sense. It definitely, we have confirmation if the Panthers go down big. Foreman's going to be useless. It's a really, really game script dependent guy that very rarely is going to have a positive game script. And guess what? The Panthers go down big pretty regularly. Yeah, Um, exactly. Moving on, Brian Robinson. We already alluded to the fact that Antonio Gibson uh, doubled his snap count. He did rush 15 times. He only picked up 57 yards. He's like, oh, that's okay. But they were going against the Texans. And the Texans give up, you know, 200 yards to running backs, you know, like giving out candy on Halloween. So you have to say to yourself, this was not super, super encouraging. Yeah, Kamara is similar in that boat, like 42 yards on the ground, 47 through the air. So I guess the final counting stats aren't horrible, but 
this isn't your second round pick. This isn't what you were looking forward to. And he's only, if Jameis ever comes in, that's only going to get worse. So if you can sell him on name value, I'd try to do it as fast as I could. Sure. Let's talk about Miles Sanders, shall we? What a mediocre game. 13 rushes, 47 yards. Eagles week 11 win against the Colts. He was a total non-factor. Game out of him, this probably would not have been the game that it was in that it would not have been as close. But, uh, you know, definitely nothing to get too excited about from the Eagles running backs. No, it's gross to see here. And we just saw Boston Scott getting involved this yeah. week. Ugh, not looking good for him. Kenyon Drake should have had the backfield to himself, but just was highly ineffective all day, which led to Justice Hill playing more often than he did, uh, than he should have rather. Kenyon Drake with 46 yards on 10 rushes. Meh, not bad, but two catches, seven yards. Just given the fact that he had 15-plus points and all the other games Gus Edwards had missed in the last four weeks, it was a pretty disappointing effort. As were the Rams. Uh, the Rams, uh, you're talking about their running backs. Let's just talk about their entire team. Yeah. The Rams, <laughs> right. you remember remember before uh, week one when you and I both kind of like the Rams to go back to the Super Bowl? Oh, Not man, that seems like an awful long time. No, God, they are so terrible. I mean, yeah, there's wow. maybe one or two teams that I think are definitively worse than them. They're just awful. Um, Daryl Henderson rushing two times for nine yards. Two times. <laughs> well, I mean, well, at least you got to carry on both of us. I know, but how bad? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm joking. Obviously, he's awful. Kyron Williams rushed seven times for 36 yards. Um, and let's not forget Cam Akers, 14 times rushing for 61 yards. What what a garbage display by all these guys. Just really bad all around. I mean, Akers, the fact that he got 14 carries is somewhat notable here. I think the biggest news is Henderson has such a big loser at this point. Only uh, in there for four snaps, two carries. He's cuttable at this point. It does make Cam Akers, you know, available (laughs) in a lot of leagues. Maybe one of them separates. Cam Akers got dropped almost everywhere. So both those guys will be featured in our waiver wire section in just a little bit. But are you really scrambling to get anything in this team? Probably not at this point. But at least, you know, Daryl Henderson's out of the picture, most likely. Kareem Hunt, man, what a talent, but this is just getting ugly. Five this has happened a bunch of times recently. Yeah, us. two catches for 22. He hasn't had a good day in about seven weeks at this point. I, I wouldn't call him droppable because he does have that handcuff upside, but you certainly can't use him at this point. Jet, speaking of people you can drop, drop anybody yeah. in the Jets' backfield, just drop them. Drop them like you're dropping leaflets from a blimp. Get rid of them all. Just like shower the city with Jets Here's running Michael backs. Carter. Here's James, James Robinson. Right, James Robinson. <laughs> we'll throw in Michael Carter for free. James Robinson rushed seven times for 10 yards. Not to be outdone, Michael Carter said, you give me the ball eight times and I'll get you 19 yards. It was pretty <laughs> nasty stuff. And then, you know, Ty Johnson, a factor in a kind of weird, disgusting yeah. way. Also. The second most snaps, 16 for him, 23 for Carter, 11 for James Robinson. Just a hideous three-headed nightmare on an ugly offense in general. No need for it. We already mentioned, too, Chubbs was brutal with 14 carries and 19 yards. The Falcons' backfield was also hideous. Although again, Patterson did run a, a kickoff back for it. got the kickoff back. If it wasn't for that, it would have been a gross day for everyone involved in that backfield. Amari yep. Cooper did see 12 targets, 8 catches, 113 yards, and 2 touchdowns as the dominant force. Who would have thought in that Bills-Browns uh, matchup that Cooper would have been the highest-scoring player? But, man, what a great day for him. Usually a road nightmare a real road dream this week. Really nice. Chris Olave, five catches on six targets for 102 yards and a touchdown. It's his first 100-yard touchdown day. He's a he's great. He really is. Absolutely. And potentially new wide receiver one for the Ravens. Waiver wire target for sure. Demarcus Robinson, nine targets. Hauls in all of them for 128 yards. Big day for him. And maybe he's the top guy on this team at this point. 
Allen Robinson should not be mentioned at all, but I'm going to say him because he's in the agenda. Four catches on five targets for 47 and a touchdown. It's like, is this is this what we've become reduced to? <laughs> this is what's a encouraging game at this point. Yeah, it is, and it's like yeah. whatever. They he is who he who he thought he was. <laughs> exactly, but hey, I mean, maybe a little bit of intrigue without. That's what you said when Kyle Pitts had a good game one time. Yeah, I know. Let's not fall back for it. You're right. <laughs> Ten targets going to Darius Slayton. Another monster target day. Also was 13 targets to Wandale Robinson. I guess when Daniel Jones throws with 346, some people will have big days. Slayton with five catches, 86. Well, 100 yards on nine catches for Wandale. Wandale did get hurt, though. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Michael Pittman, six catches on seven targets for 75 yards in that close Colts loss to the Eagles, and he has not scored for nine weeks in a row. Yeah, brutal, brutal there, and still has not seen a target past 15-plus air yards. Man, it's tough for him. But, yeah, 75 yards, six catches. Look, man. And similar, Donovan Peoples-Jones did see another six targets, five catches, 61 and a score, extending his streak to now six of seven games where he's had at least 11-plus fantasy points. And we don't even have Deshaun Watson out here yet. It's only going to go up for DPJ. Good stuff. And at the 4 p.m., I don't know what the final stats were, but I know George Pickens had like 80. I got him right here, so I pulled him up here. He had a Four touchdown. for 83 and a touchdown for George Pickens. Solid day, yet again leading the Steelers in receiving with Kenny Pickett. Those two have a great day. Down for them would be Deontay Johnson, uh, four for 21, just hideous there. Uh, ultimately, for the Browns, the uh, sorry, the Raiders versus Broncos, you already mentioned, stud of the week was Devontae Adams just going completely nuts in overtime. Uh, great day for him. There wasn't much of note otherwise for wide receivers, running backs, anything there. And then wrapping up the other 4 p.m. games, we still have some uh, negative receivers to hit in general, too. But uh, Cowboys, it was kind of disappointing effort for CeeDee Lamb, 5 for 45 in a day. They put up 40. Pretty hideous to see there. So down for him. Uh, meanwhile, Justin Jefferson also down, 3 for 33, after one of the most elite performances we've ever seen right. last week against the Bills. Really, really dis- disconcerting there. So I just wanted to kind of put a bow on the 4 p.m. while I had the box scores up. Uh, maybe there's some more nuggets we're kind of overlooking there. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, but why don't we move on to a few more negative wide receivers? All right, let's rattle through these negative guys fast. Devin Duvernay caught it one – I targeted once. He caught it. He got three yards. Yeah, horrible there. Garrett Wilson, three targets, two catches, 12 yards after – he was a wide receiver, eight in points per game entering the day over his last three games. Tough to see this type of performance. DJ Moore caught three of his five targets for 24 yards in the Panthers' Week 11 loss to the Ravens. What a crappy game this was. So bad. And so how bad is Baker Mayfield? Like, why is he? He's very bad. We need Sam Darnold. And that's so crazy that that's who we're clamoring for here. But my God. I know. Seriously. DJ Moore with three games with P.J. Walker, he had 19 or more points in two of those three games. He has not had more than 13 points with Baker and yet another single-digit day. It is just so bad. A lot of hype going to Ben Skoranek as a potential stash this week with a new Cooper Cup roll for grabs. Oh, yeah, oh, one, one catch, four yards. Nobody should be trusting this guy, obviously. Elijah Moore in the negative category, but this uh, two ta- two catch for 17 yards, actually a pretty good game for him lately. <laughs> Best uh, season <laughs> high, potentially. I'm not even getting Definitely that. Definitely the highest he's gotten in like a month. At least a month, yeah. Seriously, he hadn't been even on the field, so maybe he should be back in the positives. Uh, Lucky TDs did save both Curtis Samuel. He only had one catch, 10 yards, but he did run in a score. Uh, and ultimately, Drake London, a two-yard touchdown. But, man, scary production, scary usage here. Uh, touchdown's going to make it look much better than either of those guys really truly should have had. Remember when a lot of people thought Chase Claypool was just going to blow up in his new setting as the alpha yeah. guy in Chicago? <laughs> uh, this is a pretty standard stat line for him. Two catches, three targets, 11 yards. Yeah, hideous. 
McKenzie, one of our favorite waiver wire guys, one of our favorite late round steals of the year, did not have a single catch today. Man, we kind of whiffed on that one. I thought he was going to be a beast as their slot weapon. Yeah, he killed me. Just not coming into fruition here. Brutal. As was A.J. Brown, my guy, my alpha. Did see seven targets, but five for 60 with a fumble? Oh, my God. Tough. Uh, Joe Burrow was spreading it around a lot, but not to Tyler Boyd. Goose egg. I think he had one target. One target with no receiving production. When you said, what do you throw for 370 and four? It was 355, but the game wasn't over. So it might have been more. I know. And the one guy we didn't mention from that game that's going to be a feature in our waiver wire, Samaje P. Ryan hauling in three touchdowns and 52 yards. No, he's not a receiver, but playing like a receiver one with those. Moving on to tight ends to wrap this up. There wasn't much that stood out to me, but Dawson Knox did see seven targets and caught it caught them all for 70 yards. Nice to see him kind of come back from the dead. Maybe it could be a very fruitless position at this point with all these injuries going on now. Already sucked. Now it's getting even thinner. Maybe Dawson Knox can come to the tight end one rescue. See him dropped in a lot of leagues. Potential waiver wire target, Logan Thomas, five out of his six targets. He managed to pull in 65 yards. It's the type of guy that I just completely hate as a waiver wire target because it's the type of guy I've picked up a couple different times uh, yeah. under under the guise of being a good waiver wire target, and he always either gets hurt or gets zero. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> do it at your own risk, folks. As would Tyler Conklin, one of those guys oh, yeah. who catches 15 yards. And, man, David Njoku a little bit more concerning because he's been a top seven tight end when he's been healthy. Looked like a monster. Maybe they were just easing him back because we saw Harrison Bryant net seven targets, four catches, 41 yards, compared to just two catches, 17 yards for Njoku. I hope that's not a sign of things to come, that this is going to be a gross committee. It was just a sign of easing Njoku back in. We will see, but definitely a little sketchier starting him at this point. Last but not least, Harrison Bryant, four of yeah. seven. 41. Yeah, exactly. Just eating his cheese. Moving to the injuries at this point. Handful to rip through. Kyle Pitts, potentially early indications suggest he avoided torn ligaments, but he did leave the game. He ran off the field under his own power, but just concerning to see him uh, get the early pull, early, early axe there in the third quarter. Something to be concerned about there. As is Justin Fields' injury, he was carted off for further evaluations. It was holding his left shoulder, so I don't know why exactly you need the cart. But I wanted to highlight Jimmy G has a beautiful rest of the season, the yeah. easiest rest of the season schedule. Uh, all it was got seven games left. Six of those games are the green light, like top five matchups, including all of the fantasy playoffs. So if you lose Jalen Justin Fields for whatever amount of time, Jimmy G's out there in roughly half a leagues, a guy that you can try to scoop up right now if you if you possibly can. Matthew Stafford. Second time in three weeks. Now, granted, he missed last week. He is dealing with concussion issues. That's not great. And if I'm the Rams at this point, I'm maybe sitting him for the rest of the year. And I know yeah. he's a tough guy. He's known for durability. He plays. They're not going anywhere. If they think if they're counting on this guy to be their quarterback for a couple more years, cups out. They're they're just unspeakably terrible. I'm probably not bringing him back. I'm I'm with you there. I don't I don't know that we see Stafford again, and I de- definitely don't think we talk about this in the morning that we see Cup again, especially after this. Why would you? Why yeah. would you? Hideous. Um, just awful this year. Don't need to see any more from the Rams. Chase Edmonds was carted off the field against the Raiders. It looks like that will probably become back to a two-headed backfield, which makes Latavius Murray a sneaky, intriguing pickup this week. Wandell Robinson obviously did not play in the game against the Lions, so there you go. 
Oh, no, he played. He got ruled Wait. out. He had a huge day today. He had nine catches at 13. What am I reading here? It said uh, he's been ruled out. What ruled the hell out. happened? Yeah, so he got ruled out in the game after he had already. Oh, right, 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 right. He got knocked out of the game. My bad. Yes, yes. <laughs> All Sorry those bad Uh Marquise Brown will not be playing, though, on Monday night, but expected to be activated in week 12. I'm looking forward to seeing what this offense looks like when he's back. Speaking of concussions, Joe Mixon, he also got ruled out, not knocked out, not held out, ruled out of the game because he got buzzed pretty good. Hope he's okay. Yeah, Samaj P. Ryan having a big day in his absence. Over 28 fantasy points, my God. And then Jalen Warren, I guess backups can get hurt because he went down with a hamstring injury, got ruled out pretty quickly. So if you've been stashing him, he's a guy. Cut him right now for the Chiefs defense, for you know Trey McBride, for Sky Moore. If you've been stashing him and you can cut him right now, why not do it? Because I don't think he's going to be anything and who knows how bad this injury is? We will see. Whew. Time for the early Week 12 Waiver Wire Wolfpack. we got about 20 of you with us here. Light show, but please do consider, if you're here for the replay, you're catching this live, a thumbs up button would be so greatly appreciated as we hit your early Week 12 Waiver Wire. I'll be live on Tuesday to go into more depth on these guys, 7 p.m. Hope you can join us there. But some first names popping. We mentioned a concussion for Joe Mixon. So Samaj Pirine at 6% rostered right now. He went 21 yards on the ground, but the big thing was 52 yards and three touchdowns on four catches through the air. Over 25 fantasy points on the day. He will 100% be a priority pickup this week. Paris Campbell, 40% owned. He caught five out of his six targets for 67 yards in the Colts' Week 11 loss to the Eagles. Uh, I don't know. I don't get too excited about this one, but I understand why he's on the list. I actually like the next guy a lot more. Yeah, I do too. And there's a guy that I don't have on here, but I want to emphasize with Campbell in his last four games with Matt Ryan, fantasy totals, 15.2, 18.17.1, and 9.2, 11, 12, 9, and 6 targets. I mean, Paris Campbell, if he's still somehow out there in your league, he is a locked-in wide receiver three, maybe the best receiver to own on the Colts at this point. I know you do like I'll, – I'll save the next one for you because the guy that should be at the top of this list isn't actually in the list at all. I forgot to put him in because he played Thursday night, but eight targets, seven catches, and 111 yards for Traylon Burks, 20% rostered right now. Ideally, you stashed him, got the tryout in on Thursday night football before the game began because, man, he had a monster day, looked great with a 52-yard catch down the sideline, great off the – uh, yards after the catch as well, which was his specialty. I've said it before. I think Christian Watson, Kadarius Tony, and if not those two, Traylon Burks is going to be that guy that does nothing all year at wide receiver and blows up. It's a, typically a rookie, typically a guy that didn't get the opportunity he likely deserved or maybe was slow learning curve. I really think Traylon Burks could go nuts uh, down the stretch here. Darius Slayton still available in half leagues. Uh, he was caught five uh, passes out of his 10 targets for 86 yards. Just a, a consistently pretty good bat and just, you know, a guy with a lot of upside. Uh, and, and the next guy, Donovan Peoples-Jones, yeah. I cannot believe he's 44% owned. Like, seriously, at this point, I would think he'd be more like 75% you owned. Said, I think we've said him every single show we've done together at this point. And it's only going to get better once we have Deshaun Watson, 61 yards and a touchdown again this week. Six out of seven weeks, over 11 fantasy points. And his dud was, his quote-unquote dud was nine points. Like, the guy has a nice floor. Right. Good he's, ceiling. He's, good. he's a good player with a better quarterback coming here. We mentioned too earlier, James Cook. He only got mop-up duty. It's definitely the Singletary show in close games, but 11 carries, 86 yards. And, man, if something does happen to uh, Singletary at any point, James Cook, who's now right around 20% rostered, depending on where you play, I think he's got a lot of upside and still should be stashed. Nine Hines has become nothing since he's gotten there. Oh, so still, still definitely upside with James Cook as a stash here. We talked about Demarcus Robinson earlier. He's only 4% owned. 
Nine out of nine targets for 128 Ooh. in the Ravens win this week against the Panthers. This was his best receiving performance since 2019. You yeah. know, you can you could take that as encouraging or you could be like the guy hasn't had a good game in three years. Well, he was also playing with Pat Mahomes back then, too, which didn't hurt. Well, right. That, that's a, yeah. I mean, he's behind Tyree Kale. He's behind some players. I feel like anytime Robinson made a start for the Chiefs or now that he's getting his number called the Ravens, he's kind of those guys that just never really gets the starts until people go down. And when he plays, he does well. And at this point, he definitely has a nice path. The Ravens have a schedule. Jacksonville, Denver, a tough matchup, you'd think, although we saw Devontae Adams go nuts against them. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Atlanta, and then Pittsburgh again. All, you know, Four of those six matchups are beautiful, and none of them are all that scary. Denver is kind of crumbling before our eyes. So, yeah, Demarcus Robinson, some real upside down the stretch. If you miss out on him, Jarvis Landry, 22% rostered. We know who Landry is, but three catches, four targets, 33 and a touchdown. It's a guy with some historical, you know, just a nice track record here that could be a nice productive guy for you, as could his teammate, tight end, Jawan Johnson. How did he do truth? Uh, his teammate, Jawan Johnson, caught three out of his four targets for 47 yards and a score, and he's only 30% owned. You could do a lot worse. I mean, he's got five touchdowns in his last five weeks. We talked about right. how tight end is a Why touchdown or bus position. He's crushing it right now for That's you. That's crazy. 17, 2.4, 11.2, 12.9, 12.2 half PPR points in his last five weeks. Four out of five games have been really, really solid. What more could you ask for at tight end? Nico Collins, again, leading the team in targets. He's got 17 targets across his last two games. Only five catches in 48. When you're at the Texans, it's never going to be that pretty. But, hey, targets are targets, and he's definitely surpassed Cooks. It seems like they're fed up with Brandon Cooks. They just want to see what else they have in Nico Collins. Wouldn't be surprised to see him continue to get bathed and maybe have a couple splash days here and there. Kyron Williams, he's only 28% owned. I'm not picking this guy up. I don't care how bad Daryl Henderson looks. <laughs> Seven rushes, 36 yards, one catch for eight yards on two targets. I really don't want anything to do with anybody in the Rams offense. I'm sorry. I kind of agree. The only, only thing would be, man, as you said, shut down this year. It's done. What if they decide, let's see what we have in this fourth round rookie, three down skill set. What if they decide just to make him an 80% snap player and just kind of down the stretch be like, Bryce Perkins and Kyron Williams, let's see what you two have at quarterback and running back and see if you got any juice for the future in the last year. I know it's a five, probably 5% scenario that that actually happens, but hey, crazier things have happened. He has the juice to potentially – he's looked good on his snaps at least, so that's all I'm saying there. You mentioned Logan Thomas as well if you need a tight end. Six targets, five catches, 65 yards. I mean, that's not bad for a tight end, and we've seen Thomas be a firm tight end one in the past. Seems like he's finally getting his legs back under him as an every-down player here. A little more exciting, uh, oh, yeah. but, you know, OBJ, 43% owned, even though he is not currently on a team. He is expected to visit the Cowboys after their Week 12 game against the Giants. It's your last call, baby. He says he's going to sign likely after Thanksgiving. I bet you he's waiting for Thanksgiving. You know how he is, a little diva. Like, let's make a big splash announcement while everybody's sitting around. Maybe he goes to the Cowboys on Thanksgiving when they play. You know, that would be like the most Cowboys-Odell Beckham marriage of all time. Thanksgiving announcement during the halftime of the game or something like that. It'd be a great spot the way Dak's playing these days too. So definitely if he's somehow still out there in your league, he could be a stretch run wide receiver too for you. Remember he has touchdown in every game with the Rams, except one was a top 24 wide out in 70% of his games with the Rams. Like he's it's Odell Beckham. I mean, I don't know how he'll look after two ACL tears, but my money's on him looking pretty damn good down the stretch, especially when your alternatives, uh, other than who we've already talked about, Maybe Wandale Robinson, 28% rostered. He did have 13 targets, nine catches and 100. Looked good, but then he got injured. And then what else is left? Like Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall. <laughs> Ugh. 
I mean, Baker Mayfield is quarterback. Does it even matter that he had 76 yards, six targets? No, it doesn't matter at all. I'm not touching Baker Mayfield's throwing. I want nothing to do with it. But, yeah, if somehow Darnold or someone better takes over. Again, Darnold is who we're clamoring for. It's pretty ugly out there if you miss out on, like, we we talked about a few of those guys again. Paris Campbell, Demarcus Robinson, DPJ, of course, Darius Slate. Like, there's some good receivers at the top. It gets pretty thin fast. I definitely would be prioritizing at the very top, though, Traylon Burks this week. I can't imagine that's going to change for Tuesday's show, but do tune in 7 p.m. on Tuesday. Well, I'll go in more depth and really rank these guys in clear top 10 for you. Truth, another good show for us, brother. It was. I got to get rolling. I got to put my kid to bed, but that was another good show. We rolled through. It's 821, so we missed our goal by maybe one minute, which is not too damn bad. Not bad at all. I'll hit the questions after. I know you got to get your kid out to bed. So I'll, I'll go through these questions, these comments, see what people got for us. But truth, it was good to reconnect. I missed you on Thursday. It was good to reconnect. Um, hey, I, I, we'll text because I want to know if we're going on Thanksgiving or not. And uh, everyone that we tuned will. in, thanks for I think we did like a morning show last year and it went pretty well. So we were, we definitely we definitely went last year. Is that when you're going to crack the sobriety live on air with us? <laughs> Maybe. We're going to have to talk about what time we're going on. I, 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 will, I will definitely be – being alcohol on Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's a question of how early. So uh, we'll talk it. about what time, but uh, uh, hopefully we can connect on Thanksgiving. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys later. Awesome. Thanks again, Cruz. Have a great night, brother. All righty, Wolfpack, let me mow through these questions. I did this comment in the call-in link because I see my guy Campanelli uh, in there that should have just gone up there. But what's going on, Campanelli? Like, comment, subscribe, share. Thank you again. If you're here with the questions at this point, please do. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, especially any new names out there. would be awesome to have you join as we climb to 3K. And I see my man wasting no time hitting that call in line. What's going on, brother? How are we, Campanelli? What's going on, Wolf? It was a good day. How are we looking? We're looking very well, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Potentially two victories. Yes. One is a definite. Um, but would you take the W – and not run Tony out there. Well, I mean, I miss kickoff. So, I guess it's yeah. too late at this point. Yeah. But no, unless you're like it truly a, a point up head and he could fumble and like get hurt. Even then, though, it's like you got to take the points. Every point matters at a certain point. So no, you you got to keep keep him out there. Keep your foot on the gas. Sounds great. There was also to clarify with truth, there was a Thanksgiving show last year. I think it was about nine o'clock or nine thirty in the morning. Oh yeah. And we need to put bets on his over under thirteen and a half beers. On the day, oh yeah, yeah. Over. <laughs> I'll tell you where I'm going. I'm going over. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no. Thanks, Wolf. It was a great day. Great to Have see great you, Pump for the pump for the good fantasy fortune so far this week, brother. Let's, Let's see what going. Tony does. Really excited to see what he does tonight, baby. Let's, Let's keep go. it going. Have a good one. All right, cheers, Campanella. You too, man. All righty, we'll keep on mowing through here. Panicking a bit for Y2J. Do I start Keenan Allen? Uh, oh, so we talked about that Y2J at the top. Hopefully, you heard that. That yes, I would play Keenan Allen instead of Josh Palmer. Uh, I might as well just see what he does at this point. Won this week without Mike Williams, Eckler, or Tony taking a snap. Love to see it. So let's see, Kevin, how these guys do tonight, baby. Let's go. Big night for Mike and Eckler would be huge for me. I'm down big, but not completely out of it. About 20% chance of uh, making it back here with Eckler, Mike Williams, and CMC. Get me like 25 each. I have a shot. Eight and three, baby. Love to hear it. What's going on, Denny Jennings? I do love Pollard Bowe. Stud of the week. Great to see him. Continuing forward, even with Zeke back, what an absolute monster. Definitely my favorite uh, play of the week this week. Sitting at 80-70, facing 8-2. and two. He's got Kelsey and Williams. I got Eckler Palmer. Oh, man. Whew. It's going to be a come down to the wire there for you, Y2J. But best of luck. Hopefully you end up taking it down. Craig Sarno, 
Good to see Wolf is off the way. Yeah, <laughs> definitely good to see. For I needed, I couldn't do that two Sundays in a row. I would not be alive at this point. Down thirty-one with Debo, Kelsey, Dicker, the kicker came back from thirty last week. Oh baby, best of luck doing it again, Sarno. Nothing like the come from behind wins. <laughs> come on from behind, baby. Love it, Craig. Good luck. Hopefully you take it down. Sit one, Mike Williams, Ayuk, Tony, full PPR. I would have probably sat Ayuk on this one. TS, I know it's too late at this point. Um, we hope you guys saw the beginning where we said uh, we're going right up to kickoff. Unlikely that we get there. So I hope we didn't miss that one for you. Um, let's see what you did. Let me know if you're still here. Hit that like, sub, and share, fellas. Absolutely. Folk, uh, pasta, I know. Brutal. And it makes you feel any better, pasta prince. I uh, I, I cut Tyler Bass midweek because I thought the snow was going to bury him. And I cut him for Folk. And so we saw Tyler Bass put up 23 and Folk put up three. So it was a kick to both of our balls. Hopefully it doesn't end up ruining your week here. Time to drop Sutton for Darius Slayton. Honestly, Russ is so bad. Robert, you could probably do it. Uh, you know what? You have my blessing. Maybe I'm a little drunk, but you have my blessing. Uh, Pierce today gets the middle finger. Absolutely. Pass was a freaking legend, and I'm so mad at myself that he just heard that. Uh, live stream will definitely be going on. Campanelli definitely want to set that over under, and I'm definitely hitting the over. Uh, what's up, boys? Need 18. Play it safe and go Rondale and Eli Mitchell. Yeah, I guess if you need 18, I would have probably played it safe. DJ again, sorry, I know. Uh, Steven, what's going on? Are you taking Rondale? So, yeah, I, I'm sorry, guys. Again, uh, ultimately with the Sunday show, we only typically see any super chats that come through uh, by the time kickoff happens. So, sorry we missed you guys here. I personally would have gone Mike Williams, um, definitely. I down only four. I guess you needed it safe with Rondale. Um, you got Eckler. Yes, yeah, so that's a battle. I, I would go for all the points you can get, and that's Mike Williams. I wonder who you want with Steven. No questions, but Bulldog, always smash that like. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for being here as always. It's time to fade Lamar and start Dak. I, th- I mean, maybe Robert. Dak definitely seems to have the higher floor. Similar ceilings. Uh, yeah, it's not impossible. You play the matchups there, whoever has the better spot. Up 12, he's got Kittle. Uh, good luck. Uh, he has hurt. Oh, I think you're in good shape there, Tunes. It'd take a lot to beat you there. Smash the like button. RSHare, the best of the best. Thank you so much, Jeff Lee. Like, comment, subscribe. Take him to new heights. I appreciate you, David. You guys are awesome. Played Skoranek over McKenzie. That was right. Yeah, that 1.4 was the better play. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lose-lose situation there. Cousins, Barkley, Jefferson, Lamb, 23 and a half. My God. What a great-looking lineup. That just is absolutely brutal. As, as Sarno says, ouch tunes, indeed. Need Kelsey Bell under four points. Oh, God. Uh, good luck there, Denny. He probably already has it. His, this kickoff's already happened. Williams or Tony? I would have said Tony there, Antonio. We'll see how it goes. Still protect a win. Jeez. Uh, yeah, so Thanksgiving, 9 a.m. Uh, hopefully we'll see you guys here. Truth rocks. Yeah, he does. Uh, the turkey and beers, the best. Uh, Michael Carter is useful as a broken window. <laughs> exactly. Broken window in a windstorm is about as good as Michael Carter. Wolfpack, thanks so much for being here for our recap show. On the way out, that thumbs up button, like subs, all that good stuff would be so greatly appreciated. I'll be live again Tuesday to get you with all your wave wire, and then we'll be together on Thanksgiving, uh, th- Thursday a.m. show as well. So can't wait for that. Can't wait to see you guys Tuesday a.m. as uh, Tuesday night for our wave wire show. Until then, RoadStreetJournal.com is where you can find all our content and breed and feed you fancy wolves. And I'm at Wolf on Twitter and everywhere else. And a wolf of fancy sheep be the wolves, guys. Enjoy the night. Hope you get everything you need. Later, guys. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, oh, oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show.
show. At least we stole the show. Football right there, folks.